1: What's free? What's free is when nobody else could tell us what to be. You're beat. locked into the dopest show on radio TV from the press box to Do press row. TV I am TV 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 your TV 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 host, Do Donald Ware. The North Carolina Duke game probably didn't go as most expected. As a matter of fact, I know it didn't go as most expected. And I'm not talking about the fact that Carolina won the game. It's just all everything that happened. Zion Williamson getting hurt a little more than 30 or injured. A little more than 30 seconds into the game, coming out of his shoes, all of that. But where, you know, from where I sit, uh, and I had a chance to watch that game, and I'm, you know, have had a chance to experience in person the Carolina and Duke rivalry, and it is a big time rivalry. It's almost like an NBA type of atmosphere, and I think this year was it, it was just much more accentuated. Because of Zion Williamson, because of who was in the house with President Obama and Spike Lee and Ken uh, Griffey Jr. And all of and everybody that was in the house, the magnitude of this game. And it was just it was just amplified that much more. It's already, again, in my opinion, an NBA type of field when these two teams get together, particularly at Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's a much smaller venue than where Carolina plays. But. All of the talk, and 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 I guess rightfully so, had been about Zion Williamson and him getting hurt and 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 and, and, and coming out of his shoe and and Nike and all of this and and there's a lot of I want to get to with respect to that today here on from the press box to press room we'll do that but let's give Carolina some credit in this basketball game. They went out and they handled their business. And, I mean, it wasn't even a close game. And, by the way, in that first half, Carolina, I thought, was shooting way too many three-pointers and missing way too many three-pointers. At one point, they were 0 of 11 from three-point range. But I think within a lot of those misses, they were able to get a lot of the rebounds and get uh, a lot of putbacks and easy buckets. And Carolina wins that basketball game By 16 points, it wasn't even close. Duke has some other players that can play, too. So I I don't want to hear about, well, Zion Williamson was down, so, um, you know, woe is me on Duke. I mean, listen, Carolina came to play. um, Duke has more players and really good players other than Zion Williamson. I realize he's the box office draw. He's the one that everybody's talking about. But I'm not saying that Duke... Would have won that basketball game. I mean, you can understand the fact that they lost the basketball game, but Carolina blasted Duke. I mean, it was a 16 point victory for the Tar Heels. So it's so many different things to break down with respect to not only the game, but the whole Zion Williamson situation, the whole Nike situation, and him coming out of his shoe, the whole situation of should he in fact return to Duke. Um, you know, should this have been his last game? Should he now move on and think about the NBA, the whole one and done situation? I mean, if we didn't have a one and done situation, then Zion Williamson wouldn't even be at Duke anyway. So a lot I want to break down with respect to that today here on from the press box to press row. Speaking of the NBA, Mike Wallace, who's the senior editor of Grind City Media, going to join us today here on from the press box to press row. I want to get his thoughts on a number of different things. The whole last time we had him on the program, it was prior to the NBA trade deadline. So I want to get his thoughts on the Anthony Davis situation. I want to get his thoughts on Kyrie Irving moving forward. I want to get his thoughts on the Memphis Grizzlies and the move that they made. Uh, I want to get his thoughts on a bunch of things as it relates to the NBA. Mike Wallace, the senior editor of grind city media going to join us today here on the program. Also joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Road, the Bowie State Bulldogs. Um, Listen, Virginia State is going to win the CIAA's Northern Division, but Bowie State was right there. And Bowie State's got one more game. They lost to Virginia State on Wednesday, but they've got one more game. And, of course, the CIAA tournament begins on next week. It's in Charlotte. Remember, it doesn't leave Charlotte until after next season. So it's going to be in Baltimore beginning with the 2021 season, but Daryl Brooks, the head men's basketball coach at Bowie state also going to join us today here on from the press box to press row. Speaking of the CI tournament, I'm going to be doing a live show on championship Saturday. So March the 2nd, we're going to be at urban bricks. We're going to be at again, urban bricks, which is in uptown Charlotte, Uh, Is right near where all of the happenings are are, are going on with respect to the CIAA. Urban Bricks is where we're going to be at. I want you guys to join us at Urban Bricks. Its uh, its address, as a matter of fact, for those that are going to be at the CIAA tournament, 210 East Trade Street in Charlotte. 210 East Trade Street. That is where all of the happenings are going on. We're going to be at Urban Bricks live program next Saturday. Why don't you join us while you're at the CIAA tournament? We're going to be there from 12 to 2, 12 to 2 p.m. Come on out. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have the live broadcast of From the Press Box to Press Row from Urban Bricks next Saturday. Why don't you join us uh, there uh, in Charlotte? Your participation here on from the press box to press row, always love for you guys to participate. Hit us up via Twitter at box to row, B O X T O R O W, or on Facebook, B O X the number two R O W. Um, listen, we got so many great affiliates around the country that carry from the press box to press row. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm thinking about. One of the affiliates that carries the program, um, which is WVCD. They are 790 a.m. They're in that Orangeburg kind of Bamberg uh, area. They've been carrying the program for quite some time. You can also find them at 96.5 FM WVCD. Great affiliate that carries from the press box to press row. Those that listen to us on Sirius XM channels, 141 and 142. And those that listen to us around the world at BoxToRow.com. And before I go any further, had a wonderful time at the Daytona 500 last weekend. As a matter of fact, Denny Hamlin won the Daytona 500. It was an exciting Daytona 500. I'll tell you that much, a bunch of crashes. We had a crash like very early on in the race, a couple of crashes towards the latter part of the race. And as a matter of fact, a huge crash with about nine laps remaining that happened. And I think that ultimately uh, propelled denny hamlin to victory now you know I, I was there we were in the press box and by the way had a chance to my, my wife came with me we did our live show and thank you to those that listened to the live uh from the press box to press row live from daytona international speedway last saturday we had a great we had an absolute blast with that um you, we were set up on radio row they had our our um you know our 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 um our banner out there and all of that. We were just treated like royalty there. And we really enjoyed that. Had some people that came up and took some interest in the program. And so they, we're going to make that something we do each and every year. And by the way, um, if you haven't gone out to a race um, or the Daytona 500, for instance, you know, our listeners in, let's just say here in Raleigh, and then more specifically in the Greensboro and the triad area that listen to us on WNA, by the way, You have a racetrack in Martinsville that's not far at all, not far at all. Martinsville racetrack is like maybe, what, two hours away uh, from Greensboro. You should go out and check out a race. I'm not sure when uh, the race is at Martinsville, but you should go and check that out. Um, I don't know how Martinsville compares with the Daytona 500. I mean, the Daytona 500 is like the Super Bowl of NASCAR, but it was absolutely a phenomenal time. The race was absolutely phenomenal. All of the festivities that surrounded it. We just had a wonderful time there in Daytona beach. And and again, I would invite you to check out a race near you. Um, I mean, they just, you know, you can check out, you can go to NASCAR.com. And of course they have the schedule up there and you can find out a race that's near you. So let's get back to the Duke and Carolina situation. And, you know, Zion Williamson more specifically. Now he was diagnosed with a mild knee sprain, Um, so it's one of those deals where you think he would be able to ultimately come back and play. I mean, I gotta be honest with you, if I'm Zion Williamson at this point, I'm not coming back. Um, you know, I don't want to risk, I mean, I guess it depends. Well, well, so let me start here. If it were me, I wouldn't come back at this point. I mean, I don't want to risk getting hurt any further. The only reason I came not that I came to Duke, but the only reason I played college basketball was because because the fact of the matter is the NBA forces you to play one. You can either play one year of college basketball. You have basically have to be one year removed from high school before you can play. You can go overseas. We've seen a couple of guys in the past that have gone that have gone around the college deal and have gone. Uh, overseas to play ball, you can now go maybe even to the d league they 're trying to promote that now the NBA where you can go to the, the well it's the g league now you can go to the g league and play ball to circumvent the one and done situation it 's the only reason that williamson i mean he's he 's already ready to play he 's got the body to build the athleticism the basketball i q obviously he can he 's going to get better as he progresses once he plays in the NBA but I mean why risk it? You know, why risk it? I mean, this could have been an injury that could have been more devastating than the injury ultimately was. He was very fortunate only to come out with the injury that he had. It could have been an ACL deal. It could have been anything. Uh, One of those freak things. Um, By the way, I mean, the, the 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 shoe busting wide open was a byproduct of him slipping. So, you know, listen. Uh, You know, too many things to risk there, in my opinion. Um, You know, again, if if, you know, I don't want to risk that now, you know, there may be an opportunity, obviously, for him to. You know, I I don't know. I mean, how I mean, I guess he can. Anytime you play ball, even on any level, there's an opportunity, especially playing under Coach K to get better. I think there's definitely that opportunity. The more you play, the better you're going to get, the more ready, the more prepared. All of those things. Uh, To get ready for the NBA. I get all of that. But it's a risk reward situation. Do you want to risk that. And possibly get injured. Uh, I don't know that. You know if you're Zion Williamson. Is that something. That you ultimately want to do. When you have the NBA. And all of these. uh, The the, the contracts with. Shoe companies etc. Sitting right at your feet. We'll talk more about that. A little bit later on in the program, up next, Bowie State Head men's Basketball's coach, Terrell Brooks.
2: Mommy, where are we going? To the grocery store, honey. Oh, goody, Mommy. Can we buy an original bag of Marjorie's Beef Jerky? Of what? An original bag of Marjorie's Beef Jerky. It's really good, Mommy. Dad let me try some, and I couldn't help myself, and I ate it all, and I was hoping that you could, like, help me replace it before he comes home from work. Why would you eat all of Dad's beef jerky? Mommy, I couldn't help myself. Marjorie's beef jerky is so good, and Daddy says it's good for you. Well, it sounds like we had better buy two bags to avoid this from happening again. Thanks, Mom. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet.
1: You can also purchase Marjorie's Beef Jerky online at marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's marjoriesbeefjerky.com or call them toll free 844-340-7613. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet.
3: The neighborhood original.
1: Brought to you by Harlem Beer Distributing, North Carolina. Visit them at HarlembeerNC.com.
3: You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. Up, up about the about to moves. Slide like what I'm all
1: about, sex, sex to no respect your life. Our Box to Row yeah, National Players of the Week. First, Angel Golden is a guard for the Bethune Cookman Wildcats. Averaged 24 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 2.5 steals, 2 assists, and 2 victories for the Wildcats on last week. She's second in the Miak in scoring at 19.6 points per game, and she was a 2017 18 box to row, all-american first team on last year on the men's side jeremy combs forward for the texas southern tigers had 26 points 8 of 15 shooting including the game-winning layup with four seconds remaining as the tigers defeated grambling last week 86 to 85 he was also 10 of 13 from the free throw line and of course combs is a transfer from lsu Jeremy Combs, Angel Golden, your Box to Row National Players of the Week. The Bowie State Bulldogs have one game remaining, a road game against Elizabeth City State. The Bulldogs 16-11 on the season, 12-4 in CIAA play. And in his 10th season as the head men's basketball coach at Bowie State is Daryl Brooks, who joins us now here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Brooks, welcome back to the program.
4: Donald, I appreciate it, man. And when you say 10 years, boy, it's gone by pretty quick, but I appreciate you having me as always.
1: Absolutely. I think we've talked almost every year for these 10 years. So, has, does it feel like it's been 10 seasons?
4: To be very honest with you, no, it hasn't. Um they, they they've flown by. I mean, I and, and I've enjoyed my time, and I think that's why it's flown by.
1: Yeah, for you, it's a, it, a tough loss. I mean, you you were on the road at uh, uh, Virginia State and uh, lost that one, 93 to 69. Just just sort of your thoughts on the team's performance there.
4: Um, you know what? It wasn't really a tough loss. When you lose like that, it, you know, they kind of get you in and get you out. But I, you know, we really young team this year, no seniors, and and I think sometimes we get away from knowing. What makes us a pretty good basketball team And it all starts on the defensive end And we didn't defend very well And give them credit, they took advantage of it They're, they're a veteran team, they're tough They're physical, and I just thought that We did not defend the ball the way We needed to defend the ball and have a chance to win On the road
1: you, you, and Coming into that game, you had won four straight So what, why was your team You know, Sort of talk to us about How your team was playing so well At least up until the, the Virginia State game
4: you know what we we found a formula, and again I keep saying this, and because it's true, we're such a young team. We just did not understand early in the year, you know how important it is to defend and to rebound the basketball. And we've become, you know, more of a half court, uh, a little bit more physical, and, and uh, we rebound the ball at a high rate. We lead we lead the league rebounding, and, and uh, you know we have been defending the ball pretty good. So. That's why we won those games. It was funny. We won four games in a row in double overtime. I won at the buzzer by one at the buzzer buzzer, by two at the buzzer. So, uh, you know, give credit to my guys. They, they, they've, uh, you know, it's kind of, they've kind of figured it out a little bit.
1: Yeah. How tough was it to start the season losing the first six games?
4: Very, very tough. Very, very tough. It's something that had never happened here before since I've been here. Um, we we handled our, our guys learned to handle adversity. Um and they've done a tremendous job in just, just coming together as a team and understanding you know what we have to do night in and night out to be successful. I'm I'm really proud of them how they, how they recovered from that start and to get us to where we are right now.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Sixteen and five over your last twenty one ball games. Daryl Brooks is the head men's basketball coach at Bowie State, he joins us here on from the press box to press row. You, a couple of years ago you made the run. You you got hot. You weren't playing you were sort of up and down during the course of the season. You got hot, and won four games, and ultimately win the CIAA tournament championship. Um what are th- some of the differences maybe between that team and then the current team you have now?
4: Well, that team was a was a more of a veteran group. I think we had a group of like four uh, at least four seniors who had, who had, you know, kind of been through the rigors of this league and, and had played together for four years. So um, that that's the biggest difference. Um, we're this team is we're still learning and and uh, we we haven't played our best basketball to date. I I still believe you know we haven't done it yet. We haven't you know put together a full game where we defended, rebounded, executed on offense, valued the ball we haven't done that yet but we're still trying to we're still trying to figure it out Unfortunately, if we still have some time to do that
1: yeah no had a chance to see you guys when uh when you came to Shaw I was really imp- uh, impressed and and your kid Cameron Hayes leads you in scoring and at 14.1 points per game can you talk about his play this season and what he's meant to this
4: team man he he's become a, a huge part of you know what we do and not only because he leads us in scoring, but he's a big energy guy. And one of the reasons why he doesn't start is because I love having a guy like him who can get you 20 on any given night, but who brings a tremendous amount of energy into the game. So he's playing starters minutes. He started some games. I just think that it's it's comforting to me and our team, I think, to have him coming off the bench. And he understands his role. And not only does he understand it, he relishes it, but just a hard-working kid he's always in the gym so those shots that he's making they don't surprise me because he's always in the gym working on them the
1: the talent level within the CIAA. I want to get your thoughts i mean you're one of the really one of the the dean of coaches when you think about it in the CIAA. so you know where's the talent level now compared to 10 years ago
4: man it's it's it's, it's different I, I think 10 years ago there was more size in our league there were you know, we got some talented big guys across our league, but when I first came in the league, man, it was up and down. You know, every team had, a, you know, at least a couple really good bigs, and, you know, and then the guard played. Everybody had good guards. So, um, you know, we, we've kind of maintained it, but I just think, you know, early, early on I think it was more size that I, that I can remember. That was a big difference. But, you know, again, wherever you go in this league, you got to play. If you don't play, you can lose on that given night. Yeah,
1: Daryl Brooks is the head men's basketball coach at Bowie State. He joins us here on the program. Uh, again, I mentioned your last game of the season is going to be um, at Elizabeth City State, and you guys played, you know, a great game at your place back on February second. You mentioned one of the that was one of the double overtime victories, eighty-eight mm-hmm. to eighty-seven. So Elizabeth City State, you know, Sean Walker's back. You know, they're tough. What are your what are your concerns about Elizabeth City State?
4: Uh, he's got Sean's got a a, a good nucleus. He's got a, a a young big kid who's 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 a shot blocker. He's thin, but he's a shot blocker. He runs, he scores a little bit, and he's got some wing guards who are really good. He he lost a very good point guard, young point guard, to injury, so they're kind of remaking themselves. But you know, I've always had a tremendous amount of, of respect for Sean. He's he's a, he's a great coach. He's an even better guy. Um But I know they're going to be ready. It's going to be senior night. And again, for us, we got to be able to guard them, and we got to be able to rebound the ball. And, and, and we've become, you know, more of an inside-out team scoring-wise. So that's where we're going to look to uh, look to go uh, early, early and often.
1: You know, for you, you've had some some success um, at Bowie State, obviously. Um, you, you know, kind of kind of speak to that um, the success that you've been able to to have, and um, you know, at at, at your school.
4: You know, first, first of all, man, I'm just, I'm just thankful for, to God for putting me in this position. This is my alma mater. And, you know, folks, you, you can't ask, you can't ask for much more than that. Uh, I've been really fortunate. I've had some really, really good players and, and tremendous, uh, uh, assistant coaches and staff. So, uh, you know, we've just been fortunate. We've been able to work, work hard and, uh, get the right pieces and, and, and fortunately, you know, been, been pretty successful.
1: Yeah, no doubt that, of course, your alma mater. And then lastly, you were part of the festivities when it was announced that the CIAA tournament after next season is going to be moved to Baltimore. What what does that mean, Baltimore and Bowie uh, in in sort of close proximity? Your thoughts on the CIAA tournament moving to Baltimore in 2021?
4: We are tremendously excited uh, from Dr. Bro to Clyde Dowdy Jr., an athletic director, to, you know, Coach Swan and myself, Coach Swan, the women's coach. We're really excited about it. The one thing I know, and I said this to the commissioner early when when we, she talked about the possibility of it going to Baltimore, the people of Baltimore, it's a sports town. They love their sports. They especially love their basketball. And we know they're going to support the tournament. They're going to be butts in seats uh, for those games. They, they will support it.
1: Do you think, well, do you think it ran its course a little bit in Charlotte?
4: Yeah, I, I think, to be honest with you, I think Charlotte started started taking us for granted. I, I really do. And, and, and uh, just in listening to what went on in the negotiations, I think that, that became pretty evident in those negotiations as well. And the city of Baltimore, they, they just, you know, everybody from the governor, the mayor, everybody uh, was really in on uh, – securing this tournament for baltimore they did the best job and you know again we're really excited about it
1: daryl brooks 10 years at his alma mater Bowie state as the bulldogs going to be on the road as a matter of fact going to take on elizabeth city state preparing for next week's CIAA tournament he joins us here on from the press box to press for coach brooks we appreciate the time and we'll look forward to seeing you next week in charlotte
4: Looking forward to seeing you, Donald. Again, I I appreciate you having me on. And, boy, every time you say 10 years, I just shake my head. It's been a while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. See you next
4: week. All right.
1: We're coming down to the final weekend of CIAA play before the CIAA tournament. On next week, Virginia State has wrapped up the Northern division. And I'll tell you, I mean, Virginia state is really, really good. I mean, they have to be the odds on favorite to win the CIAA tournament. I know they were last year. And of course, ultimately Virginia union when it looking to defend its crown and Virginia union has a good team as well in the Southern division, a little bit more parity. Uh, Shaw has wrapped up at least a share of the Southern division crown. It'd be their third CIAA crown. They could win it outright. With the victory and a Livingstone loss, or if Shaw loses, Livingstone loses, the Bears would win it outright. Don't sleep on St. Augustine's. This kid, Gathright, is very good. Don't sleep on Shaw. Shaw has a very, very talented team. Up next, switching gears, talking NBA with Mike Wallace, the senior editor of Grind City Media. Let's talk some hoops here on from the press box to press row. And joining us on the line mike wallace he's the senior editor of course of grind city media nobody knows the national basketball association like mike wallace a grambling graduate as, as you all know if you've listened to this program for any number of years what's good
5: mike hey everything is good don i appreciate you having me on man and um it's an exciting time of the year you know it and i'm glad you you mentioned the uh the grambling affiliation you know that and, and as always man i mean you, you got them all affiliated with you i know it's Morgan State to the core, but North Carolina A&T in the heart. You got them all over the place, man. We all HBCU proud. You know how that goes.
1: Absolutely. So I gotta, you know, I think the last time we had you on, I think it was before the trade deadline, but it was, you know, we were talking about the whole Black History Month deal um, that you implemented with the Memphis Grizzlies. So sort of talk to us about that, how that's uh, coming along, and I know you have a couple of more dates upcoming.
5: Yeah, it's been a, it's it's been a great partnership. You know, we we've partnered with uh, Metro by T Mobile. Uh, as I said before, to honor, uh, HBCU grads and alum who are making a positive impact in the community here in Memphis. And, uh, you know, we've had six home games in the month of February and at each home game, uh, we've honored one, uh, honoree, donated a thousand dollars to the scholarship fund of the school that they attended, um, and, and basically allowed them to showcase with their business venture. We got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, small business owners. Um, people who are doing tech savvy things in in, in the Memphis community. So it's been, it's been a blessing to sort of get that exposure to them. Um, it's been great to partner with, uh, Metrobot T-Mobile, uh, to jump on board with us to do that. And, uh, just over the, you know, the the other day, you know, we, uh, distributed 150 tickets to inner city high schools in Memphis, uh, to invite them to our HBCU night game, uh, which was Friday against the Clippers. So, you know, we had band students, um, um, from, from three different high schools. Uh, close to the arena uh, Who had a chance to be exposed To the HBCU night Which was the culmination Of the month But um, we still got A couple more dates to go uh, in, in February And looking forward To closing out the month strong And continuing to do Awareness things As we go throughout the season No, Sam, uh, Black History Month doesn't, doesn't have to just be a month uh, It can be the start Of a movement And that's exactly What we're trying to do here
1: No absolutely uh, Saw that on Facebook As a matter of fact That you were doing that With the uh, inner city schools There in Memphis A great thing that you and the Memphis Grizzlies are doing. So be, the last time we talked, it was prior to the NBA deadline, and of course, ultimately the Lakers did not make a, at least a significant trade. But the, I mean, but the Grizzlies did. I want to start here. Did did you think ultimately that Mark Gasol was going to be traded prior to the deadline?
5: I, I did. I did. I think it was just one of those situations where where Mark had reached the point where. You know, um, it it was time for him to move on. The the franchise was going in a different direction. They tried to get to a point where, you know, Mark and and Mike could still be sort of built around and and sort of form the core uh, of a playoff team that could compete in the West. But, you know, it it just didn't work out, man. I mean, the Grizzlies had had gotten off to a decent start um, but then went through a losing streak, lost 17 to 20 at one point. And, And Mark is 34, Mike Conley's 31. They're at the stage of their careers where they can be pieces to other solid cores at this point, point. Um, and Mark was able to go to a Toronto Raptors team uh, that's going to be competing with Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, and, you know, Kyle Lowry uh, for Eastern Conference supremacy right now. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight, but it was good for Mark. It was also time for the Grizzlies to, to sort of turn the page, and fortunately they got a couple of good assets, a good, uh, good core of players that they can sort of kick the tires around and see what, you know, whether they can stick moving forward, but it, it was time. And, um, you know, it was an amicable departure. It wasn't anything, you know, uh, not a lot of animosity. It was emotional, but it wasn't a lot of animosity. And, uh, Mark is in a solid spot right now, and, and the Grizzlies are trying to pivot towards a, a new direction as well.
1: Yeah. What, so, uh, of course, Valachunas was, was one of the assets acquired in the trade for yeah. the Grizzlies. So, you know, talk about that sort of maybe how, uh, he's fitting in and, um, you know, what, what does that look like? What, what does this, again, I, whenever we talk, I always go back to the fact that when you look at the Grizzlies, to me, when you look at the the, the, the early 2000s until maybe recently two or three years, the, one of the more consistent teams in the NBA is the Grizzlies in terms of making the playoffs. So w- w- what are they looking like moving forward?
5: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about seven straight years where the Grizzlies made the playoffs. I mean, they had the longest, uh, third longest playoff streak uh, in the NBA behind uh, the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference, and then San Antonio had gone, you know, for the better part of two decades straight. So, you know, it just, you know, all good things like that, you know, run their course. And, you know, the Grizzlies sort of ran their course. But now you're looking at three players, four players that came in from different trades. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, was an anchor, a centerpiece on a Toronto Raptors team uh, that has been in the playoffs for years. Um You also get DeLon Wright, uh, you know, who's a, you know, mid-career sort of a two-way guard, um, who still really is looking for a role where he can sort of blossom and he's shown signs in Toronto, now he comes to Memphis uh with, with, with a handful of you know, two dozen games left to really show what he can do going into restricted free agency. Um Avery Bradley is a guy we've saw do big time work in, in 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 Boston uh with that team um as they were coming off of all of those championship runs and playoff runs, uh with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, he was sort of one of the ancillary pieces there. First team all defense type prospect though who's trying to rekindle his career uh, after he sort of fell into some struggles in Detroit and with the Los Angeles Clippers. And, and, and last but not least, man, is a guy, you know, C.J. Miles, who's been a you know, straight high school to pro guy. Um And, you know, he's he's well into his career at this point. Uh, he has another season left on his contract. But he's a three-point shooter who can come off your bench and give you sort of some veteran leadership there too. So the Grizzlies came up pretty big uh, in terms of uh, some prospects that they can test and see. Uh, If those guys can fit around the future and the future of the franchise right now is Jaron Jackson Jr. So he likes these guys initially and we'll see over the next two months of what's left of the season if they can sort of mesh.
1: Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. We're talking some NBA here on the program. When we talked with you last, you know, the Anthony Davis situation was, was in a certain place. And again, my contention has been that you know I get it he 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 wants to be with the winner but this situation has really gotten ugly I think it's unfair to the New Orleans Pelicans fans I get it that it's a business so ultimately what what happens next season does this thing continue to fester just I want to get your thoughts on the the whole Anthony Davis and Pelicans and even Lakers situation
5: Yeah it's it's one of those situations where you know it's 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 gotten ugly um you know it's gotten contentious you know, Anthony Davis got hurt right before the All-Star break. Um, you know, and, and now that the All-Star break is behind us, he's he's playing. He's going to come back and see if he can give it a go um, for the rest of the season. But it's uncomfortable, man. It's, you know, the Pelicans uh, fired their general manager, Dale Demps, uh who was there for nine years, basically, and, and sort of promoted in the interim, at least, Danny Ferry, who's a controversial figure uh, in and of himself uh, based on how things ended for Ferry uh, down there in, uh, in Atlanta uh, amid some of the uh, racial comments. Uh, and the controversy that happened with Luol Al Ding and, and, and how that went off, uh, in Atlanta. So, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, Anthony Davis and the Lakers aren't probably going to end up together. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, when at this point and, and how much can LeBron James, uh, sort of pace himself and still not waste a year. The Lakers are, you know, uh, started the second half of the All-Star. Coming out of the All-Star break, the Lakers went out outside of the playoff race looking in. And, you know, LeBron's only missed the playoffs twice in his career, and those were the first two seasons of his career uh, when he was with Cleveland. This guy's been in the playoffs every year for the past 13, 14 years, uh, eight straight conference finals and nine NBA finals. So he's not used to fighting for a playoff seed, but that's what he's doing right now because they were unable to make that trade for Anthony Davis. I do think Davis ends up in L.A., Um, but it's going to be some other students, but I just don't think anyone can beat the deal, uh, that the Lakers had on the table. When you talk about the prospects of first round draft picks combined with young, talented players, such as Brandon Ingram and and Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo ball. Um, and, and you know, that's just basically you're trading for a team that you can build and groom for the next three, four, five years together.
1: Do the Lakers in, in this season ultimately make the playoffs?
5: That's a great, great question, and we've debated that on, on our shows internally uh, with Grind City Media. I've debated that on on, on other national shows, um, and, and I want to I want to be able to tell you with more confidence uh, because this is my favorite show to come on. Um, but but <laughs> I, I don't want to bet against LeBron James, man. You know, Donald. I've been around the guy, you know, at his most competitive stages of his career for that run when he was in Miami, four straight NBA Finals, two championships in that situation. And you never tell him, hey, you can't do this because he'll figure out a way. But I do think getting to the playoffs with this Lakers team, considering the way the West is, uh, is going to be probably more of one of the tougher runs that he's going to have, have had made in his career. And that's because nobody in the West is just willing to back out. Even with the, uh, you know, the Clippers who are ahead of them or who, who went into the stretch run ahead of them, um, they're not a team that, that has a lot of star power, but they're still feisty enough to try to hold on to one of those final spots. San Antonio isn't going anywhere. Portland isn't going anywhere. Utah found sort of found their rhythm. And then you go up and down a little bit further than that, man. Houston knows who it, who it is right now. They're getting healthy. Um, you know, Utah, I said that before. You know, you look at some of these teams, man, I can't see who's going to back down. And certainly when you start off at the top, you're looking at Golden State and Denver right now and Oklahoma City. Those teams are formidable. It's just going to be hard for the Lakers to find their way, but I wouldn't count against LeBron.
1: Of course, that the voice of Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media, joins us here on the program. Follow him on Twitter at my Mike check. So I got to ask you this, man. I I mean, if you know, I'm I'm a Wizards fan and though we had a lot of listeners in in Washington, how in the world? And and it was, uh, I think, a blessing. How in the world were the Wizards able to get rid of Otto Porter in his contract and get back Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis, like that seems like a bad trade if you're a Chicago Bulls fan.
5: No, 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 man. I mean, that was a good trade for Chicago because number one, Otto Porter. You know, yes, I know it didn't work out in Washington, man. And, and I think sometimes um, Washington and, and and you know me being from there and you being from there and, and we've been a little bit close to those guys. Um, when you step away, you can appreciate them a little bit more. And they're not great together. They weren't a great team together, but they still are some formidable pieces. Otto Porter, man, uh, is a guy that can shoot. He's a wing player. He's not, he's not Tatum uh, in terms of athleticism, but he, he's a good – he he's sort of a, a, a poor man's Paul George um, when it comes to giving him the ability to make plays. He hadn't gotten to that stage yet, but he certainly has that kind of length and, and that kind of ability to – to put buckets in. I saw him get his career high right before the All Star break. He dropped thirty three on the Grizzlies, man, in their last game before the All Star break, and I was like, Oh, this is the Otto Porter that that the, uh, the 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 Bulls have been waiting for. So when you pair Otto Porter with a Laurie Marketing and, you know, a young guy, uh 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 the rookie that's that's hurt right now, Wendell Carter Junior, when he comes back and you still have some of those backcourt guys, Chris Dunn and and you know, obviously Zach Levine and, and those guys, you you're looking at a, a decent core that can make some damage and some noise in the east if they can stay healthy. So I see that. Now, what they gave up to get Otto Porter, which is a guy they won't have to resign, he's already locked into that big time contract. So you're not dealing with free agency with them, you're not they have guys locked into contracts now that they could just go and develop, um, if they believe in the coaching staff. So, you know, a, a guy on the other side, Jabari Parker is a guy that's on a twenty million dollar Uh, Team option next year So the Wizards can cut him and create some Salary cap space which is the reason why I think they did That and then Bobby Portis is a guy You know you're going to have to pay him at some Point but uh, uh, he's a good option To kick around and see if he can keep his head clear And play well so we'll see I think the Wizards are going to be interesting because ultimately They're going to have to make a decision on Bradley Bill They say they don't want to trade him but then Terry Leonces came out before the trade deadline and said they were keeping that team intact and then blew it up after that. So we'll see how it goes with the Wizards from here.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, we'll we'll step aside and take a break. And that, that was my thing. It was the money aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the the, the contract I thought that Porter signed was, uh, I mean, he's not, you know, definitely wasn't playing up to that contract. Um, so, no, from a talent perspective, I agree with you. Let me step aside. Let's take a break. Come back. We're going to talk more and wrap this thing up with Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media, talking NBA here on From the Press Box to Press Row.
3: Box to Row. Box to Row.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. On the Game of the Week feature to interview to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. BoxToRow.com has you covered. Mr. a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? BoxToRow.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And BoxToRow.com, your HBCU sports leader.
1: Brought to you by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Visit them at HarlemBeerNC.com.
2: Mommy, where are we going? To the grocery store, honey. Oh, goody, Mommy. Can we buy an original bag of Marjorie's Beef Jerky? Of what? An original bag of Marjorie's Beef Jerky. It's really good, Mommy. Dad let me try some, and I couldn't help myself, and I ate it all, and I was hoping that you could, like, help me replace it before he comes home from work. Why would you eat all of Dad's beef jerky? Mommy, I couldn't help myself. Marjorie's beef jerky is so good, and Daddy says it's good for you. Well, it sounds like we had better buy two bags to avoid this from happening again. Thanks, Mom. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet.
1: You can also purchase Marjorie's Beef Jerky online at Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com. That's Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com, or call them toll-free 844-340-7613. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet.
0: Those who can, do. Those who can't. Talk. Join Donald Ware in the conversation from the press box to press row.
1: Welcome back to from the press box to press row. We're talking NBA with Mike Wallace, the senior editor of Grind City Media here on the program. You know, I'm trying to get a feeling you, you've been around, um, you know, Kyrie Irving. He, you know, made mention of the fact he says, well, come talk to me in July about re-signing with Boston. But. Prior to the season, he said he wanted to be there. I mean, I get that sort of dynamic. Maybe he spoke too soon, going back to October. But where, you know, what are your thoughts on Kyrie? Where does he ultimately, you think, end up on next season?
5: That's a, you know, another great question there. Um, you know, it's, it's free agency is so fickle with these guys, man. And you know, you 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 mentioned you asked about Kyrie Irving, but then you can also throw in a Kawhi Leonard. You can also throw in you know, a guy like a Akimba Walker in Charlotte. You can also throw in, uh, certainly, uh, you know, a, a guy like Kevin Durant. I mean, all signs point to why would he leave Golden State. But some signs point to him saying, you know what, I, I went there and accomplished what I needed to accomplish. Now it's time for me to uh, take on a new challenge. So all, all four of those guys that I mentioned um, are dynamic players who wouldn't surprise me if they stayed where they are Nor would it surprise me if they absolutely bolted and left. So it's tough to get a finger on all those guys. I do know, you know, Kyrie is probably the hardest one among them all, uh, to read. He's such a mercurial guy anyway, um, that, that he, he he speaks in coded language all the time. Um, you know, you don't know if he loves his teammates in Boston and he's just trying to show them tough love the way LeBron showed him. Or you don't know if he's really like, you know, trying to needle those guys to say, hey, I don't really want to play with these guys anymore. Or if they feel that same way about him. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's strange. I do know New York is sitting there right there waiting with all this salary cap space, uh, to make a solid run at Kyrie Irving. It's sort of back to his hometown a little bit. Um, the, the, he can go to LA, either one of the LA teams, LeBron and he sort of mend defenses. Uh, so he's going to be a tough guy to read come free agency, uh, especially if Boston is unable to get over the hump. and and get to the NBA Finals this year. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. He was hurt last year without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. And if they take a step back from that, then Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics are going to have to really take a hard look in how they're going to invest and what they're going to invest in. And, by the way, another caveat here is that if they're going to make a play for Anthony Davis, you almost have to say Kyrie is going to figure out a way to stay. Anthony Davis isn't going to Boston if Kyrie Irving is going somewhere else. It wouldn't make sense from that standpoint. So there's a lot to play out, but I would think Kyrie Irving is the hardest among them all to read.
1: Yeah. Uh, Switching gears slightly, but then again, not really. Should Zion Williamson return to Duke after this injury?
5: Yeah, he should. He should. And and that's been a a raging debate, you know, all up and down. I I think it's, I'm glad the debate is happening because it's forcing uh, the, the argument and, 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 and the language and the narrative, uh, back to, hey, we, the NCAA has to figure out a way to get these players some kind of compensation, uh, beyond the scholarship. Because it makes no sense at all that a sport like college baseball, players can go sign, um, uh, uh, lucrative deals to go get paid and then come back and play college football, a la Chris Winky and some other guys that have done that, um, even, Todd uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, is in a situation where he can go get paid um, and, and still play. He could have still come back and played if he wanted to. It's unfair for, for baseball players to be able to do that. It's unfair for you know your typical students uh, who are on presidential scholarships to be able to get paid during the summer and paid on these lucrative internships um, and, and, and apprenticeships. And college basketball players don't get that same or college football players don't get that same kind of compensation. I don't care how it works out. But to go back to your original question, Um, Zion Williams should go back and play because, again, this is a kid that committed to Duke not only to play for Duke, but also to play with the teammates who came with him to come into that uh, situation. I mean, Duke has a talented team around him, and I would like to see him try to go all the way through if he's capable. Um, Not putting any more damage on that knee. Um, but but if he's capable, I would love to see him uh, come back and play, especially make a run for it in the tournament. Now, if he if he tore his ACL and you're asking me should he come back and play another year or try to go pro, then it's definitely shut it down, rehab, get ready for the NBA draft and move on with your career. But if this is the minor knee sprain that uh, Coach K and the Duke officials are saying it is, then go get some treatment, um, suit it back up in a couple of weeks when the ACC tournament gets here, and then give yourself a couple games to get ready for the NCAA tournament
1: couple of more thoughts, Mike. We appreciate the time. Um, who's your MVP right now?
5: Man, I, you know, I thought it was case close. Uh, James Harden, especially with the run of 30-point games that he's been on, um, that's been impressive. Um, you know, but the more I see of Giannis, the more I see how he has the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that people saw was getting better, but certainly wasn't the best team in the league like they've been record-wise. Um, that has to stand for something. Now, you know, what James Harden is doing is keeping uh, uh, the Houston Rockets afloat, basically single-handedly. If he's not there, they're a lottery team. Uh, but I can also make the same argument. If Giannis isn't, you know, in Milwaukee, then then Milwaukee certainly is barely scratching the surface as a playoff team. Um, so, I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's still up in the air. I, you know, I thought, like I said, I thought, you know, a month ago, I thought it was easy. To go ahead and say that, that James was going to get it because of what he was able to do and this streak has only gone further and further. Um but I but I can't I can't just discount what Giannis is doing for a guy who's taking a team in a market that not a lot of players want to go to uh, and made them such a dynamic, formidable team. So uh you know, give me a couple more hey, hey, this is your this is my, my way of uh, beckoning you to get me back on the show so we can answer <laughs> this question in the future.
1: <laughs> no sounds like a plan. Lastly, man, any any, any other storylines we need to be looking out for uh, in the second half of the season?
5: I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff out there because I think it's intriguing how the East, the top four teams in the East have loaded up. Um, top four or five teams, when you talk about every single team up there has did something to tweak their, 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 uh, their roster with the exception of Boston. So, you know, you're looking at uh, Milwaukee made the trades – uh, a couple of trades and minor moves here to bolster their roster. You know, getting meritage. I mean, you look at Toronto, obviously, landing Mark Gasol, and then they also got Jeremy Lin, by the way. Um, you know, you keep going, you know, down the list. Indiana didn't make any major trades, but they signed Wes Matthews to sort of give them a little bit of a spark. Um, you know, so those, those three teams along with Boston, uh, you're talking about, and Indiana, obviously, as I mentioned, you're talking about teams that are really, really trying to go for it. And, um, you know, that's going to be the most intriguing, race to me the intriguing storyline to me down the stretch of these final two dozen games is what's going to happen in the east in that second round and who's going to get out because you got four teams believing or at least four teams believing that it's championship or bust for them this year and all four of them have claims to be winning and representing the east going to the nba finals so we'll see only one of them can get there so three teams are going to certainly be disappointed
1: Follow him on Twitter at My Mike Check He is Mike Wallace. He is the senior editor of Grind City Media. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Mike, always appreciate it, man. And we'll, we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks to see who, in fact, your MVP will be.
5: Hey, no doubt about it, man. And also, good job on the on rankings. I know we didn't talk uh, HBCU football this time because it's offseason. But, man, you did a heck of a job with From the Press Box to Press Row on the off-season recruiting rankings of uh, uh, the HBCU team. So that gives us something to look forward to as we get into spring football practice, which is coming up right around the corner as well.
1: No doubt about it, man. Appreciate you.
5: Be good. All right. Take care, man.
1: Before we get out of here today, here on From the Press Box to Press for if you hadn't heard, Dodgers great pitcher Don Newcomb, Dodgers great pitcher Don Newcomb passed away on Tuesday. At the age of 92, he was very much an integral part of the Dodgers organization still. As a matter of fact, when we had Matt Kemp on uh, back in 2011, he mentioned how how much he looked up to Don Newcomb. So Don Newcomb, great pitcher for the Dodgers, passed away at the age of 92. Also, our condolences to the family of Dr. Timothy Autry, who passed away at the age of 81 on Wednesday. Dr. Autry, formerly the athletics director at South Carolina state and at Claflin also was the head men's basketball coach at South Carolina state. And what I didn't know is that prior to coming to South Carolina state, he was also an assistant coach at the university of Maryland for a season, uh, with lefty Drizell. So again, our condolences to the family of Dr. Timothy Autry, who passed away Wednesday, I believe at the age of, of 81. Gotta get ready to run here on from the press box to press row. Don't forget our live broadcast from the CIAA tournament next Saturday. That's next Saturday Championship Saturday. We're gonna be at Urban Bricks on Trade Street. Urban Bricks on Trade Street from twelve to two PM. Listen, it's early, it's before the women's game. Come on out and support. Come on out. And catch a live broadcaster from the Press Box to Press Row. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a couple of guests. And so come on down again 12 to 2 next Saturday at Urban Bricks. Thank you to Daryl Brooks, the head men's basketball coach at Bowie State. Also to Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media, for joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And uh, the interview that we had last week with Shaw Stargard, Amir Hinton is now up on our website, a podcast you can either download or listen to that link or listen to that interview. Go on to our website at BoxToRow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, and on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. And always remember to support those that support you're from the press box, the press row is presented by DW Communications.
0: Hey, 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 hey.
4: All right. We don't have to worry about no money to have a real good time. And we don't have to leave in the morning. The whole day just you and I. That's right. And it don't have to get any better. If you're cool, then I'm cool